This is welcoming us to the third edition of our leadership podcast. In the second edition, we dealt with resilience, a tool that has become very key in the emerging uncertain and ambiguous world where we, in any form, that will find ourselves now struggle for what could help us cope and stand the tests of a very uncomfortable and fast-changing world. Key to what we termed resilience then was our ability to cope, adapt, and bounce back from supposedly adverse situations. And the value and the benefit was that it provides us the tool that enables and cushions us, prepare us, the mechanism that helps us to withstand and get ready for this situation, some which could be overwhelming. As a writer to this discussion, we need to highlight that this ability to adapt and cope are not things that we can get off the shelf when we need them, but requires that we build them over time. Otherwise, they won't be handy when we need them. Many people who have not built resilience have been shown to get confused, struggle and dart across the environment and issues, make wrong decisions, and most cases come out of challenging and unfamiliar issues, creating more problems than solutions. It is therefore necessary that for resilience to come handy in adversity, we need to build resilience. Let's now look at the tools. How do we develop resilience? Like some other psychological factors that we thought were taught to be innate, nobody is born with resilience. People have, are born with traits that predispose them, predispose them to become more resilient. But resilience as a psychological tool can be learned by everybody and anybody. The first and the most outstanding element we need to develop that will aid us become resilient is continuous and lifelong learning. The major attack of adversity and on Familiar situations that occur in our life attack our experiences, the knowledge, the understanding we already have. And it is the fact that the knowledge we already have and our experience base do not fit into the new occurrence that makes them overwhelming. We get rattled, confused, and our approaches could be anything but directed and focused. It becomes necessary that as long as we live, the regular doctrine that you either excel or you die, any day you stop learning, you're dead, becomes key. 
most of the people who have championed the growth in industries who have led the greatest inventions and survivals the likes of bill gates receive book every week the guy who was behind the apple was known to be very voracious in seeking knowledge warren buffett in his late 80s reads the chapter every day and many others struggle even as pastors console the social the bible the economic bit and all those versions to equip them to stand the spiritual challenges and turbulence in other words they are already resilient in their approach and capacities to stand the issues of their congregation continuous learning in this form does not require going to the classroom or maybe in the formally reading books all those but a lot of informal development of one's knowledge base informal approaches and processes of gaining experiences it could be from peers if it, it could be from societies or other groups platform where we belong but the key is that we consciously seek to learn and knowledge in this form does not mean something really out of the blue even from the nursery from the kids from even the market women but the key is that each time there are additions to what we already have and the beauty of continuous learning is that it enables us keep tab with development around us understand them and as we normally will understand it is these occurrences and development that over time lead to discontinuities that reflect in major jolts that do overwhelm people and only those who have built had the building block in terms of continuous learning will first of all not be rattled as they will always find patterns in their mindsets that will give them elite in approaching and tackling the new things that are happening continuous learning is key and indeed anybody that stops learning is dead next to continuous learning is curiosity curiosity has been wrongly sometimes referred to you say curiosity kills the cat very derogative statement as it is but on the reverse curiosity makes the cat and we all know that all the brave animals in the animal kingdom are referred to as being of the cat family because of its unique characteristics of being stealth being flexible being smart and power and wisdom and lots of knowledge which it deploys each time against his prey and indeed the prey for us mortals are these challenges and sometimes opportunities that we needed to exploit the value in being curious cannot be overemphasized 
if somebody did not watch the apple, if your instinct didn't watch apple falling down, instead of falling up or sideways, and questioning, becoming curious about why apple should fall down and not fall up, that led to what we know today about gravity. The Wright brothers watched the birds fly, unaided by anything, and glided all the way, and were curious about what made them. What made the flapping of their wings and other ears and the talking of their legs enable them remain, remain in the air? That led to the trial that led to the development of the aeroplanes. Without which today, would have been stuck in our little words with what motor cars can do. Curiosity enables us to see things that others are not seeing. Interrogate events before they become problems. Challenge even our own thoughts. And as we challenge our own thoughts, curiosity enables us to imagine the different dimensions and imagine issue could lead to. Curiosity is very central and the very curious each time have been found to be most resilient. Even among the Fortune 500 companies, those who are on their toes in research and development and other areas that are characteristics of curiosity have each time dictated the pace in their industry and organizations. Following that is growth mindset. Until we develop this discomfort with our current level, until we develop this dissatisfaction with what we have accumulated or what we have experienced over time, the tendency is that we will not grow. So it is this discomfort with our current level, what we have achieved over time, that makes us each time see and be challenged by what's the next level. Growth becomes unending. It may not just be lateral or vertical growth, but growth in all aspects of our life, making us see life that it mustn't be as it was in the beginning. Improvements must be continuous. The growth mindset engenders the drive for us to keep adding. And this drive comes handy in times of adversity because our coping capacity each time will be like a normal well of life. As we see whatever happens next that could be adverse, that would have otherwise overwhelmed as the expectation of the next level that our growth-induced mindset had prepared us for. Following that is diversity mindset. One way of building resilience is diversity mindset. Most people who are fixated in who they are, what they know, if it is, is if it is not me, it can't be me. If it is not A, it can't be A. People who are so fixated and people who are not disposed to wanting this divergent views, people who are couched and cooked in uniformity, contiguity, 
always find it difficult to stand adversities they don't have the coping capacities because they are single-minded and being single-minded they live their lives in a very linear pattern and the linearity means that in the emerging world that is actually no longer linear anything outside those comfort zone and linear thinking they have they don't cope so it becomes necessary that we accept diversity the perspectives that we need to imbibe will give us the breath a knowledge and experience that becomes handy and useful each time there are jolts in the system because we'll see those jolts as addition to our diversity bank where we see the learning the advantages and even the opportunities that they portend as more important than the very fearful disconcerting feel of the of the emerging issues following that is self-alignment most times is are not being aligned both within and out and without that makes us exposed and limits our capacity to even muster with an internal strength energy and self to address situations that are adverse and the alignment here demands that we are aligned to what others are doing what we are doing ourselves the environment emerging situations and the challenges that are coming each time seeing the additive nature of the, the happenings with this alignment each time we seek an alignment it demands that what we do now we're not seeing what we do our actions from just our actions but how it is aligned or misaligned with other elements that we exist around in other words we see the externalities and how we are part of the bigger puzzle and it, when we see that those it enables us to be prepared each time that we don't have all the parts of the puzzle but we are a strategic part of addressing the puzzle so that each of the bits which could be adverse coming in we see them as inevitable parts of what will make a continuous puzzle that our life is open-mindedness open-mindedness has been acknowledged even in the medieval ages as the engine of what has led us to what we call now the fourth industrial revolution and the beauty in the open-mindedness is that it enables us to be disposed to knowing that not just our thoughts not just the what we know that it makes us ready and willing to accept 
not just accepting us, taking us and Sabbath, to be ready to listen to what others have got to say, to be ready to see other happenings that are not peculiar or personal to us, and allow the whole lot of the happenings, and then this diversity of perspective that is reflective in the world, our willingness to see them as necessary tools, necessary distractions that we need to go through each time to excel. Those who have been very closed, closed thoughts, closed in the environment, and closed in their belief, have been the most hit when the familiar no longer happens. It therefore becomes critical that we must be open-minded. Then rounding up will be the mental toughness. One of the major reflections of those indicators of those who actually survive turbulence, survive issues, or manage times that others consider overwhelming is they develop the mental toughness. Mental toughness here is just a psychological tool where each time they have this can go on attitude. I have seen it all. Even when the happening is not the familiar thing they've seen. There is this it is this mindset that convinces you that if you had gone through so many in the past, you could also comfortably go through this. And what a toughness does is that when you fall when you are jolted and taken off of your comfort zone by issues, you know you have been a survivor all this while. It makes you want to dare challenges. And daring challenges will mean that you call up all the arsenal you have in your mindset, previous experiences, and all the knowledges. And it is this mental toughness that it makes you not to give up. In other words, in the face of adversity, mental toughness makes us exhaust and go beyond our arsenal in terms of capacities. Mental toughness enables us to be almost infinitely elastic in challenging situations. It enables us to call up all the strengths both spiritual, physical, to address issues. Those that are not mentally tough. If an issue comes in areas, they usually, this is not my tough. I'm not meant to live like this. I'm not designed. I'm not wired in this form. But the mentally tough do not see any issue as impossible. It's not necessary that they come up, come through in all of them successful. But unlike people who chicken out in the face of challenges, the mentally tough go the extra mile to ensure that they put in their best in containing the issues, in understanding the issues, and deploy both resources and capacities within and outside them to address them. 
The summary of this podcast, therefore, is a focus on the fact that since resilience is the key to our coping, survival, and indeed excelling, and most importantly, a time like this that we have, it becomes necessary that we all know how to develop them. And you could develop resilience when we get to learn continuously, see learning as a lifelong experience, and when we get, when we become unendingly curious, curious about anything, curious about the unsaid and even the body language, and we add integrative thinking into that, what that makes us is that we see the whole picture, we see where we support, where others support us, and we see where we are part of the puzzle. And if this is supported by a process that enables us to align ourselves with our environment, with our processes, our capabilities, we'll see that each time this alignment enables us each time to be organized and in the event of issues that are not comfortable, that create overwhelm, we pause and be able to make very rational approach to addressing them. We can never remain static. A growth mindset is key. We must be consistent. And the diversity mindset enables us to see that not just our perspective, but the perspective of all others are important. And when we become open-minded and sum it up with a never-say-die attitude, mindset, and approach, which we refer to in this podcast as mental toughness. We've got in our kitty resilience. And with resilience, the situations will come, the adversities will come, we will never be overwhelmed.